broadcasting live weekday morning this is listener supported one radio network well yeah I, yeah you know i kind of kind of kind of knew that this is patrick timpone good morning it is a friday the 24th of of march uh, 2023 and this is one radio network.com how you doing we have lots to talk about this morning well, I'd sure love to have that phone working today, but um, and I thought we were going to be there or be square because I saw the the truck out there uh, two days ago doing its thing up the road, and they said they were repairing this wire that got taken down with the ice storm, and but it's still not working. So I'm going to leave my phone on. Maybe they'll call and they say, you're up and running and we'll see. It'd be great to be able to talk to you this morning on Friday, 24 March, 2023. Throughout the week, we talk to various people, peoples, peeps from around the world about health, wealth, and well-being. And then on Friday, sometimes another day during the week, we do a one-on-one thing here and we just wax philosophically about things that are interesting to me that I'm working with here in my life and then uh, many of you find them interesting as well you know the, from the spiritual emotional longevity you know that stuff the geeky stuff that I really enjoy talking about and study in my own in my own experience so that's what we do on Fridays but you can participate and uh, you do that uh, through email when the phone is not working, as this morning, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. A little bit after 10 o'clock. So here we are. Here we are. Next week, uh, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, the fourth Monday, which would be one, two, oh, oh, one, two, no, it's the fourth, okay. And then Crow 777, he's a trip, he'll be here Tuesday. Daniel Vitalis, he hasn't been with us for a long time, be here on Wednesday. And I suspect there's a couple other people that are going to pop in as well that we haven't secured the, uh, the specific time. We're going to talk about, um, got a little list here. Guys, I'll, I'm going to give you some inter- interesting information for you guys on prostate. Um, <laughs> why and how sometimes when we start doing something new, it only lasts for about two or three weeks. I'm not sure why, but maybe we can figure a little bit about this morning. And what's the difference between knowing and believing something and what happens in the mind when we believe something or we know something? And this is really fascinating stuff and might explain a few things to you that would help you to uh, be happier uh, living in your body, which is really, you know, pretty much the way it is. We're going to start off this morning on this 24th of March 
with a concept that is a little bit geeky spiritually and uh, uh, with the mind. But if you, if you get this one, and I'll, I'll, I'll do the best I can, to explain it. We actually have this this concept running in in our second screenplay called Look and See. And it's a uh, it's a good story. It's a story about a over anxious investor. And it's a love story of course, you know. Me you know, of course it's a love story. But an over-anxious investor who's kind of down on his luck, if you believe in luck, which I don't, but he's got some IRS issues and uh, out of money. And he gets introduced to a device potential investment that's operated by this mystical kind of guy who, his name is Nuva. And he has this machine he goes in there in this machine and they're demonstrating how it works and through the magic of uh, whatever that you'll find out during the movie how it works is that um, he, he gets to see up close and personal the relationship between himself and soul which he doesn't even understand and most people don't but he gets glimpses into that and how the mind works and how we do create our reality. You know, it's a bit tricky because we've never been taught this stuff. I mean, religions don't teach it. Even most spiritual paths don't teach it. Uh, don't show you how. There are path I'm on um, we have spiritual exercises so we get to look and see for ourselves how it works how it works and then we do learn that we are a law unto ourselves which is another way how to that we create our own reality which is what we do but um It's not taught uh, with my with my path exactly the way I do it, so I'm never I'm not a spokesman for for my path at Car. I'm just a guy out here uh, on my own, except for my teacher. So I'm not really on my own, but trying to learn all this stuff. But so this is a little geeky. But if you really get this, it's it's pretty. You can have a very easier life moving forward from this day if you understand this and and learn it on your own now that's a pretty you know that's a pretty big promise i mean come on you 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 understand what i'm suggesting that if you understand and get what i am um saying saying here that you're gonna have a better life is that possible? Without even taking a pill. With, 
without even buying anything, without, without even leaving the house. That's true. So the, the, uh, the, the overlying meme of, of what we're about to talk about first this morning, just first, again, uh, uh, any in, uh, participation that you would like to, to get to, uh, to have, email is the only way here, as phones are still out, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. So jump in with a question or a comment on any of this stuff, because that's how, that's how we learn. Okay, so we humans, what we have going on every moment of our life is what? Thinking. We're thinking pretty much all the time. Thinking. That's what we do. Uh, we are thinking beings, and we think. And we think about this, we think about that, we think, and we just think a lot. And especially before we uh, get to a point where we're understanding that we are more than these thoughts, where some there's you know there's something behind these thoughts that we talk about, the thinking, which is we uh, muse often here that we are soul, a spiritual being, right? We we just are, and this is the part of us that lives on when we have too much pizza, too much beer, too much GMO food, and, and die. I'm just kidding. You know, this is the part that lives on when we die. Uh, now, now, I never use the term die because we, we don't. We translate to another reality, or we move on. I think Adam Bergstrom calls it cosmic vacation. That's a good one. Uh, whatever, Passover, on the other side, translate. We just don't die. So th- this part of us is who we really are. I might meet somebody and they say, well, who are you? Well, I'm Patrick and I do a talk show and I'm writing screenplays and I live in Tripping Spring, Texas and blah, blah, blah. That's just my outer... Avatar. It's a good word. That's my outer avatar, my ego, or and we need this to to dance here. I mean, to get a driver's license and <laughs> pay taxes and live in a in physical reality because there's governments. You know, there's governments. Just people trying to tell us what to do, and then we got this whole dance going on with with uh, uh, people that think they. They need to control us and the whole thing, and that that gets to a whole black hole. But so, so this is what we're dealing with. But but we have a mind. Excuse me, I need that we need to operate in physical reality, and actually to operate on. Um, in all the lower worlds, on the astral plane, we're still in the world of opposites, and on the causal plane, and on the uh, the mental plane, 
And we have mental bodies, which is the mind, and we have an astral body, the emotions, causal body, which is uh, past lives and memories and all that stuff. These different bodies were all kind of uh, in wrap, uh, which is layered over soul. It's pretty cool the way it works. We're soul, and then we have a then we have an astral body, and then we operate these different bodies on these different planes, all in the eternal now. So we're all we're all operating these different bodies. That that part of it's pretty geeky, and you don't. We don't have to really worry about that because you just we just live our lives and and that's just all works. But um, this idea of thinking is the most confusing part to us because we've never really been taught um, about the mind and our relationship to it because we're, we're not it. It's just a tool that we've talked about. It's right. It's just a, just a tool. And when we don't know that we are not this tool, you know the, uh, the wonderful saying that, the great saying that the mind is a wonderful tool. Uh, no, no, that's not it. The mind is a, um, wonderful servant, but a terrible master. So, if we just use the mind to remember things, to relate things to another, to, that's how we, that's how we use it for. It's just a, it's just a uh, relational, fabulous relational database the most powerful one over any computer. There's not a computer around, no matter how AI they get, that can do uh, what the mind does and can remember and relate as quickly. So most of us have gone many lifetimes believing all this stuff going on in physical reality or this thinking that this is who we are, when it's really not. We're we're just kind of um, just kind of going along in the breeze with our real self in the background, going back and forth like on this ship across the ocean from this side to this side, and because of that, we get into a lot of issues because there's always uh, yes and no front and back because that's all the mind is is a um, off and on like a computer that's how the computers were invented by people who who knew that's all that it is is off and on you've heard geeks talk about all computers are just based on off and on off and on um, almost everything is it's like so all of us think in different ways. There may be thoughts that we hear, right? We could be driving around and maybe we're, maybe the mind is going on about whatever, something useless or useful. 
most often it's useless when we're just passively allowing the mind to, to go and go. And then there's images and then feelings, and this is all going on in in this now. And so no it's no wonder that uh, most of us have spent many lifetimes and most of this lifetime confused. Not really confused. We did okay. We had jobs and relationships and, you know, it, it, was, it, it was fine. We had a good life. But, you know, there was always something kind of nagging at us. It was for me that there's something more to this because this is kind of weird because there's always this yes-no. And as Adam talks about yes-no, maybe always going on. And... I don't know about you, but I've just wanted to always get to the part point of a yes. Just yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. What do we need the yes, no, and the maybe for? And the yes, no, maybe is just a uh, um, the way the mind works. But the, the real point of this first segment of our show this morning is that These, what we call thoughts, and we're just going to call think call them thoughts. And again, they could be um, thoughts we actually see, or almost see and hear at the same time, or we could be right in them, and we are. And these are states of consciousness. They're not something that the yogis teach and the Buddhist and to watch your thoughts, which I did for years. You know, you're just, just thinking. Come and go. The yogis used to talk about like passing clouds and all that. Well, that really is a, it's just not, it's not true, which is probably why these more yogic meditation um spiritual paths have not really taken people to all the way. And they just I mean you look about you look at some of the let's see, some of the countries that use this these techniques of meditation, Buddhist, Hindu, um, the yogic thing in India and um, many, many of these these countries are in worse shape than we are spiritually because they have even more more challenges than we do, especially in India. I mean, think about that. Billions of people, and they, they just have a hard time getting it together. And they're very spiritually minded people, and they can meditate, and they've got gurus over there, guru on every corner, but... Um, they're they're in more challenging positions than even we are in this country. So something's not really working for them totally because unless you and I get our life together spiritually, uh, we'll be under, you know, under the rule of bonkers people forever. Um, But what normally happens and I can just speak for myself, is before I understood this, I would have what I would say a negative thought, 
about something. Well, whatever. And think about some kind of negative thought that you have about anything, money or relationship. I don't know if this person really loves me or whatever. And we, not knowing what's going on, thinking that it's just a thought, uh, we then have another thought questioning that one, not wanting it. And so we might, we might, we might say, or we just watch it and it goes by, but we, we and I, you know, get emails about it. I have all these negative thoughts. And if you understand they're in that moment, they're just a state of consciousness and they, they do come and go but they're not anywhere, and this is key, this negative thought of, I don't know, just pick one. Man, I got, I really, I'm worried about making my, my rent payment. That worry. And the difference between it being a state of consciousness and the thought is profound because that worry about not having enough money or your rent payment is is just a state of consciousness, meaning this is going on in that moment. What am I going to do? I don't know. i got to figure out how to make my... Not even that. You're, not even, you're just worried about it. And without understanding that this is just a now experience... And it doesn't have to, that we can do things to um, not have that experience. We can then go to another state of consciousness, which is what we do, and, and move on. But what we generally do is not like that thought, because we think it's, somewhere, but it's not. It's, you know, there's no past or future. That thought of not making the house payment or the rent payment is not somewhere else. But not knowing that, um, we'll go there again. And it's it's just like this rubber band that keeps coming up. And then you find yourself I've been worried about this thing for the last three or four days. And the reason it can come back again and again is because we think it exists somewhere when we're not thinking about it. But the magic of it is that it does not because it's a state of consciousness And the only way we think about it, the only way we're in that state of worry is when we literally choose to go back in there. And you say, well, I don't choose to go back in there. It just kind of comes in again. Well, it, it does. But at the end of the day, we are 
controllers of what we do accept as real. And we have the energy and the power to not go into this state again. And that's how we control what we think and how we feel. Because we our thoughts or our state of consciousness controls how we feel. And none of us likes to, like to feel uncomfortable or bad or worry. I mean, angst, I mean, that's boring, right? It's hard on the body, all these different things. It causes diseases, right? We know that. So, by understanding that these states, because they're not thoughts, right? This is a state, meaning it, it's happening right here in the now, and that's how we feel, that's because we feel it. If they were just a thought going through, you know, like passing clouds like the, the whole meditation crowd talk about, we wouldn't feel them because there would actually be something we're observing, right? But you know that's not true. Um, if you have this thought going through, I know this is a little geeky, but if you get this, that you can't make the house payment and you feel what it feels like, how are you, you're not separate from that thought. It's, it's, in the, it's, a, it's a state that you're in right there. That's how you can feel it. If it's separate from us, you would never feel it, right? It would just be, but it doesn't even make sense because if you don't feel it, well then what would it be? It would be, I don't know, it would be words or an image. It doesn't even work unless you feel it. I mean, it's not even there, right? You know what I'm saying? It's not even possible to observe something and not be in it. It's not possible to observe something and not be part of it because we are not separate from anything. It's that old idea that you can't observe something without affecting it. And that's why, well, that's why it works, this, that idea. We observe a tree and we are part of the tree because Trees are souls too, so it's part of us. And why, why when we're out in nature, and we're outside a lot, and really feel what's going on with everything—the trees and the grass and the the bunny rabbits and the animals—that we feel really good. And why people love to be outside because they're having, we're having a relationship with everything. And we don't think about it like this, but it, when you do. It's very powerful because it's like we're talking to everything and everything is talking to us at the same time. And, you know, we'll talk to Daniel Vitalis about this when he's on next week, but this is the whole magic of, of nature and all these different videos you see and all, you know, in the start. It's all because we are, we are connected uh, to them 
and we're not separate. So, this idea of being separate from anything, from a thought, from God, from, you know, the trees and the, the bumblebees, this is where we get into uh, to kind of uh, troubled waters, if you will, because that's, you know, that that's an illusion, right? That's That's an illusion. It's just not true. You know, it's just not true. So, but the long and the short of it is with, when you understand that feeling negative about something for 20 seconds, five seconds, 10 seconds, washing the dishes or a worry that you have about your your spouse or your significant other that something's not, know that that's just going on at that moment. That when you're not thinking about it, this is key, when you're not thinking about it, it doesn't exist. And it only exists when you go back in to that state. So you got these billions, trillions, quadrillions states of consciousness that we as soul are jumping around. We're not thinking. We're jumping from a state of consciousness to another state. And once you, when you understand this, we can begin to control what state we want to be in. Right? What state we want to be in. And we get better and better at staying in the state we want. So, I mean, I'd say a typical idea, uh, habits and procrastination and all these things are all really solved when, when we understand this. So, so say we're doing exercises like the X3 or you're lifting weights or you're doing push-ups or you're jogging or rebound, whatever you're doing. Most often, not all the time, but there will be a, you'll jump into the state of, oh, I can do that later, just because it's easier. And it's just, just a habit thing that we've had this idea that we'd rather do something that's, you know, because we've done this for so long, it's just a programming. You know, why would I want to lift something heavy when I can just sit at my computer and surf the web, right? So that state generally pops up. You probably know it if you do exercises regularly, but you choose to do it so you just jump from that state to no, well, time to do it, and you're done. Now the the procrastination comes when we don't understand that it's not that that idea that I don't want to do it is somewhere hidden deep in me, and this is where we've gone wrong. Well, I've just got this feeling that I really don't want to exercise every day. Whatever. And it doesn't exist. It's not in us. It's not in us. It's just a state of consciousness that we uh, jump into um, pretty much because we don't like it. I don't know, that sounds weird, but 
pretty much it is. And this is how that works. It's really quite simple. I know this is geeky, but if you really understand it is, you, you'll have a much easier time to do what you want to do and not be all tied up with, uh, should I do that, should I not do that? So the state, we enter into a state of, I don't want to exercise right now, I'll do it later. That, we, 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 we get in that for 10 seconds, 5 seconds, it's just a feeling generally. And these thoughts turn into feelings, but we know what they feel like, right? You felt them. You just, just start a little feeling. We get very good at it. The mind is amazing. It just turns these words, thought forms, into feelings into poop, poop, poop. minds crazy amazing fast boom 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 and then then we generally jump into another idea quickly of if we don't like that feeling at all and we give that any energy that we don't like it then we tend to jump back in there because whenever we give something energy it doesn't work I know this is very geeky, but if you really understand this, it's it's a much much easier for for us to navigate and to do what we want, to do really what we want to do, whatever it is. Do a garden, fix your house up, clean your house, go out, exercise. You know all the good stuff that you want to do. detox, sauna, whatever, all the different things that you know are, are good for you, but we don't do all the time. It's just understanding the mechanism um, helps a lot, a great deal, because then you can give yourself a little break and you know you begin, it's just like a dance of your we're working our way in physical reality and these these thoughts and ideas and images that are not totally 100% um, what we want, if we don't understand this and why, why I'm so intent on helping you to understand it, because I wanted to, then uh, you can spend a whole life leading a life of quiet desperation, as the saying goes, you know, which most people do. Because being in this um, constant back and forth, I don't know about that, I'm not too sure, it takes us into all kinds of areas, all kinds of areas that are just not conducive for good health, for happiness, for productivity, for anything out here. Because we just kind of just spin our wheels back and forth. And we've all done it. I did it most of this lifetime, even though I had a nice career in radio. And But I was always just, you know, in bonkers land like most of us. Not really bonkers, but, you know, just, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it's, there's always 
this tension that most most of us have, right? Or had. And it doesn't need to be that way. When we understand that that how this thing works where we're just this this reality is just being created every moment by what we have in our consciousness. Every moment. And it's just the way it works. It's just the way we do create all of this and have created all of this. So we've talked about it before. The body is the thought. All of this, you look out here in physical reality, it's just a thought too. It's just a dream. It's not solid, any of it. And so that's why we change it by what we think and believe to be true. That's how we change it. That's how we create a new body, like we talk about a lot, longevity. We create a new body every moment by what we by what we believe, what what our image is of uh, how this works. As we talked about before, if we if our state of consciousness is that oh, I'm getting old and can't move as fast as I used to and, you know, and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, when you get older, well, testosterone goes down and like everybody tries to convince you and uh, the older you get, well, then it's more conducive to, um, to getting cancer and prostate and blah, blah, and all this stuff. And it's all just ideas and made up that people buy into because they don't know any better. I'm not criticizing them. But none of it's true for you or me unless we think it is because we we don't enter that state and stay there. This is really what healing and longevity is. We just don't enter into the state and believe it, a thought that we have to age like like everybody else, sure we're all gonna we're all gonna have get some mileage on our bodies because uh, living in physical reality it's just the way it works. It, you know it's it's not the easiest thing in the world being here, as you know, with you know with the internet and and you know electromagnetic fields and whatever. But that's what we talk about detoxification and all that, because we're always we're always uh, transmuting all of these things. But as soon as we stop and buy into this thought that EMFs are going to kill us, well, then then we're kind of we're kind of stuck in that state of consciousness, and and they can really it can really hurt us. But the more we understand that everything is just happening in this now, it's just a state of consciousness, we change that consciousness to, well, okay, you know, so there's cell phone towers, but we have tools that we promote that helps us to balance those out, and we get stronger, like the Blue Shield, which is on sale, by the way, and, uh, and then we think more positively about it, and as, as fortunes happen, then we just aren't affected by them. 
for physical reasons, mental reasons, emotional reasons, and everything. So, you know, they're going to come out with 10G and 12G. And I think I saw something here from Blue Shield uh, this morning. And he's right. Um, he says, you may have heard about the Xfinity 10G service that is now available. 10G. Comcast, who provides this service, purchased advertising slots for their Xfinity service during the Super Bowl, so it has an inevitability become the rage of new internet services. Since 5G is designed to be exponentially faster than the 4G wireless service, does this mean that Comcast has broken through into hyperspace and jumped way ahead of everyone? If so, is the service going to be exposed to far more EMFs than the current 5G? Probably so. This from Brandon Blue Shield. Um, he's writing this because he's promoting his Blue Shield service or product that we are promoting too that we really like. It's on sales, I said, 15%. But um, So we are going to be called upon to, if you really want to get through this, whatever this is going on, and not just passing over when you're 60, 70, 80, or 90, and maybe have to come back and do this again, reincarnation, um, there are ways to not do that and to really get it together and go through self-realization, God-realization, know who you are, why you are, where you are, which what we talk about, and perhaps with um, the love of God not have to come back here and do this thing again. No guarantees, but a real good shot. Now, would you like that, or do you want to come back and do come back into a body again and a little kid and have no idea what's going on and go through the whole puberty thing again and not know hardly anything, nothing from a past life and then have to learn it all over again? That's the way it works. It seems cruel in a way, but it's not. Our, <laughs> our job is to know that we are sparks of God, that we are soul, and that we can figure our way out of this thing. That's what our job is. And nobody said it was going to be easy. And this is why we talk about the things we do, because I do everything I can to help myself know with more certainty what's going on and how it works and try to chart my course for when I do leave here. And you know, and that that's probably one of the main reasons why I'm so interested and fascinated with the idea of this whole aging thing being a scam because I'm pretty slow on the draw. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed and being an Italian Scorpio, I can tend to overdo things and and get into trouble. And so if I can stick around for a whole lot longer, maybe I'll really get it. So it's very selfish and not 
have to come back here. Reincarnation. So, oh, so let's talk a little bit about Blue Shield, and then um, and if you want to get one of these guys, you know, 10G, I, I had no idea. I, I just saw that this morning. So this stuff can't be good. So we are going to want to uh, learn about the things I'm talking about here this morning and how we can not go into a negative state of consciousness about this stuff and know that we can change our DNA or RNA or EPA or CIA. We can, we do every moment, right? I mean, if we can damage our, our heart or our kidney with fear or liver with anger, we could certainly make these organs stronger. Why not? It's got to work both ways with faith and love and um, hope and trust and courage and all the good stuff. Why, why would it not work that way? Why would the liver not get stronger? Why would the heart not get stronger? It does. It does. It can't just work. It can't, it's gotta, if it works catabolically, in other words, destroying the tissues, like worry, it does. It has to work the other way too. You can't have it both ways. You can only have it one way. There's nothing that exists here without the opposite. So if we can damage our liver with anger, we can we can certainly make it stronger with um, what would be the opposite of anger, hmm. non-reaction or understanding or compassion or you know, of course, and then this, these organs would just get stronger. They've got to, right? If they can get weaker, they can get stronger. Um, let me play a little thing about Blue Shield and uh, we've got uh, 15% off using promo code one radio one radio previously we were talking with Brandon about the Blue Shield EMF device, and he says it goes out 90 yards in all directions. It's an omnidirectional field that, if you think about a huge sphere that's expanding, that's that's essentially what the waveform pattern looks like. Oh, that's cool. So it, it's putting frequencies into the body, and then how does that work in relation to electromagnetic field that's coming in in the walls and the windows through a cell phone tower down the street. Yeah, so the cell repeaters and Wi-Fi and all this electromagnetic radiation in, in the um, in the environment, people mistakenly think that this is somehow going to act like a shield and block the radiation and make it not appear on any kind of tri-field meter or any measuring device. And that's simply not the case. It's more of a, an energy medicine, so to speak, where it's it's stimulating the bodies at the cellular level to create a cellular response to make all the individual cells much stronger and more able to adapt to the EMF stressors. So that's number one on the physical or the somatic level where the body's experiencing a decrease in stress from electromagnetic fields. If you're interested, you can click on the Blue Shield ad on the front page of One Radio Network. Use promo code One Radio, or also contact Brandon 
through his website there when you click, and he'll give you more information. Front page, Blue Shield, EMF protection device on OneRadioNetwork.com. Okay, and uh, 15% now, and I'm not sure how long that's going to go on, so jump on it if you want to get one. It's a little cube, and it goes out 90 yards, and there's different uh, models. Some are more newer than the others. I, I suspect, I know they all work. Some, in theory, work a little bit better because they keep upgrading, kind of like a... You know, kind of like an iPhone, they get better at it. The technology increases, but... Um, so get whatever one you can afford and uh, <laughs> getting some emails about the thought things yeah just try to call yeah your phones are still out yeah I know I, I know I know it's crazy like I say, I saw them working on it the other day with one of those big bucket things. But um, what are you going to do? So I want to play something for you. This is pretty cool. This is about our sauna. You know, we have, we've got the coolest sauna ever. Let me show you a picture. Check this out about about longevity. This is from, I don't know his name because he doesn't really give his name, uh, but he has a, a pretty cool YouTube channel um, called Brain Mindset. He's got some interesting things about the brain and, and the mind, uh, mostly about the brain, but the brain is the mind, but they don't understand that, but I won't, I won't tell them. Um, He's a neuroscientist, again, from Brain Mindset, and he talks here about uh, saunas. I'm going to play this for you. That the use of deliberate heat exposure can be a very powerful way to improve health and longevity. There's a wonderful study on this that was published in 2018 that includes a lot of data from a lot of participants in a lot of different conditions. This is one of several papers that clearly demonstrate that regular use of sauna or other forms of deliberate heat exposure can reduce mortality to cardiovascular events, but also to other events, things like stroke and other things that basically can kill us. And basically what they found was the more often that people do sauna, the better their health is and the lower the likelihood they will die from some sort of cardiovascular event. Now, how long were people exposing themselves to these hot environments? Anywhere from 5 to 20 minutes per session. In this particular study, they compared the effects of people that did sauna once a week, two or three times per week, or four to seven times per week. And what they saw was really remarkable. People who went into the sauna two or three times per week were 27% less likely to die of a cardiovascular event than people that went into the sauna just once a week. And in fact, the benefits were even greater for people that were going into the sauna four to seven times per week. Those people were 50% less likely to die of a cardiovascular event compared to people that went into the sauna just once a week. I want to just 
talk about the use of sauna as a tool and emphasize that you don't have to use a sauna in order to get these benefits. It is simply a matter of making sure that your shell and your core heat up properly a bit, not too much, not too little. So just to be clear, the temperature range is important. You want to get between 80 and 100 degrees Celsius. Now you know the conversion to Fahrenheit. You could, however, immerse yourself in a hot tub or hot water bath up to your neck. That's another way to approach it. Okay. So he's got a cool, a uh, bunch of cool information. Isn't that amazing that the more you're in the sauna, the lower your risk for all that crazy stroke and heart and cardiovascular and crazy stuff. Yeah, we knew these things are good and that this is one, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm in mine, my relaxed sauna every day. So I'm, I'm a seven, I'm a seven time a week guy. And you can do it too if you want. And it, all you have to do is email me uh, and you get one. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. The price we have is $1,295 delivered, tax title and license in the lower 48. 1295 delivered, tax title license in the lower 48. I right, think so we finally got the, uh, you know, the, the audio thing working. That was off for a while. So these are great. Uh, get yourself one. Just shoot me an email, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. And um, get one. And I mean, that that's incredible information, isn't it? Big study, too. These, you know, they did a lot of people for a lot of, a lot of years. Studied their cardiovascular and stroke stuff. Yeah, some magical things happen. And, and he also talks about it's important to have a sauna that gets really hot, 150, 60, 170 degrees. Now, I, uh, I asked uh, our people yesterday when I heard this, or two days ago, how hot does our sauna get? And they said 150 to 170, which is right there, close enough for government work. And uh, you can do 20 minutes a day, put the timer on 20 minutes, or longer if you want. I suspect longer is better. But uh, get yourself one and just get in that puppy. And then that, and then that's not even talking about the detoxification stuff that, you know, pretty much all I ever talk about. But uh, these, uh, these, th- these effects on the heart, which uh, many people have uh, mentioned, the heat shock proteins in the heart. And so, very beneficial. People have done saunas since the beginning of time. and So get one. This would be a great investment for your health. Really good. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Yeah, baby. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. It's about little bit after 10 past the hour. And if you're on uh, BitChute watching this, um, you can subscribe and 
pass on links if you think this is interesting information to other people on the audio. You can and then comment on BitChute or on the audio. Sometimes folks have some interesting conversations about these things. Chris says, <laughs> this idea about states of consciousness and thoughts is, is making my head almost explode, as you say. But if you're correct, that means that every thought that I have is affecting my body. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. For, for the moment. Yeah, it does. I know. It seems so that's why we want to, Chris, to take charge of our life and start to think critically about what we want. And just like I was talking about why it's important to understand how these thoughts work because then we can then take more control about what we fill our consciousness up with. Even if it's talking to God, talking to yourself, talking to trees, saying I'm doing good, I love you Patrick, whatever it is, you fill yourself up with that and you're less likely even when you have a lot of energy around a negative thought, which is why we jump back into that state. You know, say there's a catch a negative thought about your father-in-law driving you crazy, but then you have other energy around. I don't want to, you know, I, I need to let that go because he's a good guy and I love my wife, but he's crazy and driving me crazy. Um, just that, that idea, Chris, then that's why you, we'll jump back into that state because there's so much energy around it. And it's almost like that state of, of just like in your father-in-law is out there going, here, come in here and visit me again because there's a lot of energy around it. Even though it doesn't exist until we jump back into the, I don't like my, my father-in-law state, but it's still there. So, So the positive, the negative, and the neutral. So the point was is to think critically for ourselves and fill ourselves up with peace, love, and hippie beads, and I love you, and I'm doing good, whatever it takes. Talk to your liver, talk to your thyroid. You're doing good. My thyroid's healing. And, and change the model from being kind of passive, a bit passive, and then the we jump back and forth to these states of, oh, I have a little thyroid, what am I going to do? I can't get my medicine, blah, blah, blah. And change it to, my thyroid is healing, I know it's good, it's going to get better and better, and before you know it, you don't even need any thyroid medication. That's what I did. It wasn't medication, it was just a pig thyroid. But I just worked through it and just talked my, my way through it. That's all I did. Somebody say, well, you know, if you took the pig thyroid for so long, that made the thyroid stronger and blah. I, I, I don't believe that. I, it doesn't hurt you to take a pig thyroid or whatever. 
it's not going to hurt you, but you can learn how to not take it any longer just by talking your way through it. Simply by, rather than saying, just buying into the idea, well, I got to take my thyroid medicine, you don't go there to that state of consciousness. You stay in a state of, yeah, I think I'm just going to be, make it stronger. Mr. Thyroid, you're happy and you're getting stronger and that's what I'm, that's my deal. That's the way I'm going to look at it from now on. And it changes it. Is that a miracle? Yeah. Um, this is how this is how the healing works. It's funny. Uh, many people, especially the more well, I won't say that, but well, people ask spirit and God to heal their body, and it will support you and I to heal our body. But in my experience, and just my opinion, and I could be wrong here, and I guess there, there's, there's always exceptions to the rule, but pretty much everything that I've seen on the inner is that we, as spiritual beings, we are making the decision not to believe that the thyroid is low, and through the grace of God, we've come to this decision, right? Because we just decided, we're just, I don't want to take this anymore. And then that's when the thyroid stops being low or high. And you said, well, did spirit just come in and change it? Or was it because I stopped thinking that it was low. In my experience, could be wrong, that spirit doesn't come in and just change it without us doing anything. That we are involved in the change, even though we're not conscious of it. So then that's why people believe that God healed them But it, I don't think it works like that. Because if that was true, God would just heal everybody all the time. And that doesn't happen. And then you'd say, well, then you get into the whole idea that God would heal, is heal me if I'm good or if I'm bad, he won't. And then that's a whole other black hole that's just not true. So, in my experience, again, could be wrong, but divine spirit, God, manifested here, doesn't pick or choose, doesn't heal Patrick or heal you and not me because it likes you better or me better. No, it doesn't work like that. God just is love and it just is, <laughs> loves everybody as much as we all accept 
And it's just about how much we accept it. That God doesn't give us more stuff because we're good. You know, that's the man you talk about. Whew. <laughs> I need to write that down. God doesn't <laughs> give ourself more stuff because we're good. I think I'll make that the title of the show. See what a trap that is, which many people believe. That brings the whole thing of sin in there. Because when you if you believe that, there's no way, no way, if you're in that state of consciousness, that if I'm good, well then God is gonna heal, you know. If I'm good, God's gonna heal my my cancer. If I'm good. that state of consciousness, there's no way it's going to work because if you put that much energy into being good, whatever that is, right, uh, there's no way you're not going to be bad. Yeah, if you create a good on one end, believe me, there's going to be opportunities for you to do the opposite because that's the way it works. This land of opposites. There's no way. And that's why the whole sin thing is so just <sighs> terrible. Religion should be ashamed of themselves for doing that. Ashamed of themselves. And I grew up with it, you know, Catholic. Mortal sin, venial. We had mortal sins. We had venial sins. We had purgatory. We had limbo. All made up. To control. Control. That's it. Amazing, huh? So back to this idea that when we fill ourselves up with strong ideas, I'm good, God loves me, my body's healing, I can do anything, you, you know, you name it, right? I can do anything, uh, nobody can stop me. I need to click one thing. And we take that from a belief to a knowingness, right? To a knowingness. That's when things really happen because when we really know something, when we really know it, we don't go popping off to other states of consciousness of, is that true? Or I don't know, man, what am I going to, you know. Because we fill ourselves up with this, this knowingness. But when we just believe something, which is more just a mental construct, well, I believe whatever it is. We don't really know for sure. It's just a belief, right? 
which we've all had and have with some things. But when we just believe something, the mind will present what we call, I call, tail-enders. Tail-enders. So, say we just believe, let's see, pick one, just, we just believe, believe uh, oh, okay, I'll give you one here. We'll sip here. Say we, uh, like, let's take sugar, okay. Sugar has been demonized for, for a very long time. Uh, off and on. Ray Pete, Adam Bergstrom, and others have said that it's just mostly made up. Ray Pete was never frightened of sugar. He lived to, what, what was he, 83 or so? Adam's over 80 and doing, doing fine. Eats a lot of sugar. Um, so for me, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can honestly say I don't know for sure. So I like things sweet from time to time. Like in my tea here, I took a teaspoon of this organic coconut sugar, put it in my tea with some cream just for fun, it's kind of good. Sometimes I put a little teaspoon in some raw goat's milk, just for fun, just kind of sweet. I don't know. But since I only, since I don't know for sure, because how would you know for sure? Let's say I did some crazy experiment, you know, and well, I did a teaspoon and a half of coconut sugar today and I I don't feel much different either either way so I'm beginning to uh, side more with uh, Adam and Ray Pete that a little sugar certainly not going to shorten your life or anything but um, but I, I notice since it's just a belief for me and I you know I'm very conscious of what goes on and poof, poof, poof. so even this morning I'm just going to do my little teaspoon, and there's a little flash of uncertainty. And I just, I, I enter that state of uncertainty for two seconds, and I, boom, I move right back to doing the sugar, and that's it, it's gone. But that's the difference between belief and knowingness. So I have the belief that sugar, this will be fine, I don't know, put it in there, going to put it in there, and right away the mind, I, do, I love watching this because it's just such a trip. You go, oh. And then, and then the mind will just give it a tail ender and say, no, no, that's not, you can, that's not good. It's got to be like that because it's just an opposite thing. That's how the mind works, right? Because you're not sure. Now, I mean, Adam just, you know, he buys it 50-pound bags and he knows that sugar is okay for him. He actually knows it is good for him. And I'm sure he doesn't go through any kind of, he doesn't even have a flash. See the difference between a, a knowingness and a belief? 
So we fill ourselves up with what we know. God is cool, God, God loves me, whatever it is for you that helps you move through life with more certainty and more courage and more chi. And you just kind of barrel through, onward through the fog, uh, and there's not a lot of uh, uncertainty that comes into our consciousness. There's no room for it, you know. There's no room for it. Julie says, I really I believe that what you're talking about nature, I get out in the woods, I go rock climbing, and I just feel like God's with me. Thanks for the show. That, that's right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty magical and why someday we should all just get 50 acres and just walk around our land all day long and <laughs> get off the internet. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Yeah, that's, that, that's right. I mean, nature, like, whew. Because we are a part of it all, right? We're a part of everything. Or when you go camping out and and you you know that that you're part of the stars and you're part of the moon and you're part of everything, right? And it's just very very powerful. So I suspect you know there's a, suspect there's a lot of that going on now in the last thirty years. What is it? say, 90, 2000, 2010, 2020. So the internet's only been 35 years? Say 1990, when I first found out about the internet, 1990, 2000, 2010, 2020. Yeah, about 35 years. I suspect uh, the health markers of pretty much the earth plane, people, for most people, have gone down. More prescription meds, more hospitals, more stuff. I, I probably lower, more, higher mortality rate. I don't know. But you stick around and look at this computer all day long rather than being outside and doing something, it, it can't be, can't be good. I'm, I'm going to figure out a way how to, how to get out of being on the computer all the time. Figure something out. Oh, Bridget says, hi there, I just tried to call in and yeah, I know. Not happening. Uh, I'm stuck in the bridge. Okay. Tailenders. The three most important things in life are to pay attention, pay attention, and pay attention. 
you know, and, that, and that's the uh, the really the meme to take out of this this morning is to simply pay attention to what's going on in your inner world, my inner world, all the time. Not to be inverted, but just pay attention to it while you're doing everything. Pay attention. And you see, look and see how it works. And you'll get it. After a while, you get it. The trick is to look in the sea without judging. And that's the, um, that's the challenging thing. We're so used to liking something or not liking something um, that we judge it. Oh, I shouldn't do that. Or I couldn't do that and blah, blah, blah. And that just makes it worse. So if you can, a good spiritual exercise for you is to do your life the best you can, do what you want to do, and just be aware of that of your inner world and look and see how it works. And you'll get insights like, oh wow, that's interesting. Why would that come in like that? And then you figure it out, you know, wow. I can do it this way, I can be more certain about this and it won't come. This is how we grow spiritually. So pay attention, pay attention. Pay attention. Mike says, uh, you're going to talk about prostate. You mentioned in the beginning of the show, I'm dealing with high PSA levels. Please do that. I will. Thanks, Mike. Okay, thanks for the reminder. I got my list here, but you know me, I get carried away. By the way, our, our email, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. It is uh, the uh, 24th of March. We're live here. Crow 777, Daniel Vitalis, and Dr. Jennifer Daniels uh, next week, and we'll do a few other people. One of the reasons why it's really keen and why Dr. Daniels, and she's such a poop, a poop monster, she really wants people to poop two, three, four times a day. And there's a reason for that. Um, because she does plenty of carbs. And if you do a lot of fiber, you know, rice and stuff, and you really need to keep that moving. Now you can, you can keep things moving a lot uh, without anything just by doing the salt and the water as recommended by Darko Valchek on our shows and you can find his videos on BitChute and also the audio Valchek Darko he he gives the whole reason of using the Valchek V-E-L-C-E-K of using the sea salt and water about a teaspoon around a teaspoon he says for each quart I've been doing that and really will hydrate you up and good things happen when we hydrate. But anyway, I won't get into this help, but uh, my, the prostate, this is just my opinion here after all these years of kind of looking at this. And somebody brought this up on the show 10 years ago and I kind of thought he was crazy at the time, but the more I think about it, the more I I really understand 
how the feces and, and the whole colon thing works is that um, guys in my the, the prostate is right there um, near the anus right there and it just has some skin and it's the skin and then the prostate I mean you can you can actually massage the prostate yourself with a finger you can do it I've done it and do it and that helps keep the prostate happy just massage it years ago proctologists used to do this you would guys would go in seriously would go into a proctologist they'd bend over they'd put on a glove they'd stick their finger up your bum and they'd massage the prostate why did they do that? I, I guess they still do it I don't know I wouldn't just do it yourself but they did that because it just keeps the prostate softer and happier and if it's kind of uh, getting bigger or something because of uh, I don't know why it does exactly I think it's mostly uh, toxins from the feces but I'm not sure that's above my pay grade but that's my theory so so guys what what I would recommend you do if you if you feel like there is any kind of feces kind of build up down there like you kind of can feel it get good at it after a while you know if everything is just really quiet nothing's piled up down there wanting to come out but can't really come out because it's not time and you're thinking well I'll poop in the morning uh, what I would do and I've actually done it sometimes if I feel like yeah is you you get a ball a bulb like a little anima bulb and I think they hold about 16 ounces and you get these uh, rubber tip things um, put a little castor oil on fill it up with warm water and before bed this is really easy to do takes two minutes you just squirt that water up your bum okay warm water you put a little salt in it if you want and you don't have to hold it and just put it up there get as much in there as you can on the toilet and just expel anything that's in that lower colon area right so you're clearing out that entire area that makes sense so then when you go to sleep there's not feces lying on the colon and my theory and again I don't know for sure I'm just making this up but my theory is that this is why so many guys have prostate issues after been around after being around a while and there's a lot there's a lot of prostate cancer and I think this is the cause of it certainly a lot of spiritual you know of course spiritual stuff is totally there but I think this is one of the causes of it I don't know for sure again this is just my theory so if you can get that that away from the prostate at night when you're just sitting there if you haven't really eliminated as much as you'd like during the day for whatever reason stress whatever you know why God created the colon to be so tied in with emotions and tension God only knows but it did 
And I suspect it was an evolutionary kind of thing where if we were stressed out and we're fighting over what cave and what girl in the cave that that it wasn't a good time to eat. I don't know. But tension and the stomach and the colon are just like... I mean, I, I think um, most, my opinion, almost all constipation is tension, holding on, holding on, you know, to the poop, holding on to anything, holding on to money or your boyfriend or holding on to an idea. I mean, this thing is so magical the way it works, but we have incarnated into uh, this experience and the way we're learning how it all works is to get you know get constipated so we can figure out why we are and then we change our our uh, attachment that makes sense that's why we get these things so we can change and say well I, I gotta let go of that and when you let go of that all of a sudden whoa I start to poop <laughs> so you see this is why we have these issues so we can change our state of consciousness right and then things change. So the prostate is what holds the um, semen, which holds the you know which holds the the spermies, which then builds up, builds up, builds up, and then gets released during um, sexual intimacy or whatever, and this is what the, the ejaculation is, and then the pleasure, uh, that's, that's what it's about, it's a prostate. That's why I guess it's got to be down there. <laughs> that's how it was, that's how we created it. So I think that the uh, the little mini mini enema just with a bulb is very good advice. I think it is, and and that'll keep keep everything kind of clear and not getting gunked up while you're sleeping. Gunked up's a pretty good word for that, don't you think? Yeah, kind of gunked up. Well, it 